0: Welcome to shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. It's mine. Or is this yours open <laughs> and then my quickie? Sorry. Yeah. Start over.
1: That's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <We're like>, okay. <"Whoa." laughs>
1: Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Celette. And this is Kalina. And we're a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Except for this one. This one is not. This is one of
0: our not paranormal Sometimes
1: they're not. Lately,
0: novels. we've had a couple more knots. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> lately, we have. Because this is our podcast. I would and we do what I get want. To to do, do whatever it is that we want to do.
0: And also, just the holiday ones, I think, in particular, are a lot... I really like contemporary holiday ones better. Yeah, they're like you can't really do full fantasy ones with holiday because you're trying to impose like the Christian holiday traditions onto a world that's probably not <laughs> Christian if it's full fantasy. <laughs> yeah, uh, then then like they didn't upon. have Jesus, how can they have Christmas? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you know, like when they're all shifters and stuff. Well, I mean. Some of our authors, like, I love Zoe, does all of the holiday-themed books, Zoe, Indiana. Yeah. And hers are fucking adorable. And they're all paranormal. They're not fantasy, Mm -hmm. but they're paranormal. And I love those. But I also really like just the low, angsty, contemporary holiday romances, where it's just like... Oh, no, I have to have a fake fiancé for Christmas. For this Christmas party I was (laughs) invited to. Or my family will just say, oh, dear, we wish you were with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't take that one more year. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Those are the ones we
1: fall into. I love those.
0: So So I have a quickie coming from our book today. And it is... What is your go-to stress food or stress movies? Like, you're experiencing stress. You're not having a good day. (laughs) Things suck. Uh And you're like, I just have to, like, put on this movie and eat this thing or something. Or TV show or whatever. Music, book. I mean, whatever it is you do to help de-stress when you're in the middle of kind of like a high stress moment or period of time. I totally have those. And I have different ones for each of them. <laughs> I, if my food is
1: easy. It's pretty much any junk food. You know, mm-hmm. chips, mm-hmm. a little bit of candy here and there. I won't make full-blown meals. That's just too much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so beef jerky, popcorn, so junk food. Mm-hmm. As far as movies goes, it's always going to be some type of rom-com. I just love them. I think that they're so much fun. And there's, there's a few that I watch consistently every single year, but... I do love watching Beautiful Creatures. That's not a rom-com, but that is a movie that I just love watching when I'm just feeling like I don't need to be in this world right now. Mm -hmm. But I do love, because I said so with Mandy Moore and Diane Keaton. I I don't know. I just really (laughs) love that movie. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) He's just not that into you when it's got that Mm all-star cast of all Mm -hmm. these really beautiful, amazing celebrities. And then... But I think mostly if I don't want to sit in front of the TV and I have other shit to do, I'm jumping into a podcast, which is going to be my favorite murder (laughs) or most of the, or not most of them, but any other really true crime podcast and ours occasionally. Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, ah, I just need to hear Kalina's voice (laughs) or my voice talking about some bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, what about
0: you? For stress movies, I do Pitch Perfect. Any of the Pitch Perfects, all the Pitch Perfects. As many of the Pitch Perfects as I can watch. And if I run out of those, then Eurovision. Oh, nice. (laughs) Apparently, singing competition movies is my secret stress jam that I didn't realize I had. (laughs) Those are, that is awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah, those are what I watch (laughs) (laughs) for stress. Um, Eating, it's usually just mindless whatever's in the house. Mm. It's like grazing on. Um, I'm so disciplined when I go to the store that I don't have junk food. (laughs) Oh, you're good. But then I stand in my kitchen like pissed off at myself for not having junk food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I need to snack, it's <laughs> s- like, so I end up just cutting like chunks of cheese off of a block of mm. cheese or. I make a lot of toast if I have made, because sometimes I can just know I'm going to need something carby, so Mm -hmm. I'll make uh, my sourdough, and then that way I spend, like, a day eating nothing but bread. (laughs) (laughs) Just chunking, (laughs) cutting chunks of bread off and putting butter on it or cheese on it and just eating it like I'm a freaking hobbit or something. (laughs) Yeah. We are hobbits. I am slightly a hobbit. Yes, I mean
1: you even have big feet. (laughs) Yes, or as short
0: (laughs) as I am, I have very big feet. (laughs) But yeah, awesome. Those those are are all things I do when I'm when I'm stressed and I'm just like ugh this is mm-hmm. stupid <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> hmm yeah so
0: then I just yeah
1: if I'm reading a book and I feel super stressed and I just want to read then I'll just get back into whatever book it is that I'm reading oh yeah that's
0: my go-to avoidance tactic when I'm yeah. like the world's stupid I better I'm read this that. book I mean I have a hundred things to do but this book needs to get finished yeah <laughs> And then I spend like, yeah, 15 hours sitting in bed reading a book. And then I'm like, well, I didn't do any of the things I had to do to make my life better. But I finished a book. (laughs)
1: None of those things happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have this blanket I've been working on for about 1700 years. (laughs) And I haven't finished it. And I can't because there are things that I can't, like I need my hands to do it. So the only, really the only thing I could do is like listen to a podcast or a book Mm -hmm. while I'm doing it. But I can't actually read, read because I can't
0: you know no you can't read while crocheting no No,
1: it's you can't do it but I'm almost done with it nice it's it's seriously like 10 years in the making it's just staring at me right now literally you've got to finish that we all (sighs) want to see it finished it looks it's so pretty (laughs) yes it's gorgeous I want to see it finished (laughs) all right my goal for next year
0: Well, I mean, we are coming up on New Year's since this yep. is our this is our Christmas holiday episode. Everyone, mm-hmm. happy holidays! Happy to holidays! You and, yours, and it is uh, it's actually my birthday today, according to the release. Oh, if yes. you guys are listening on release day, happy birthday! Thank you. <laughs> my birthday (laughs) and uh, we will tell you we're reading Venice Actually by Kelly Reynolds Mm -hmm. so those of you who've been around with us for a while maybe remember last year this time we read her first book Meet Me in Las Feliz that was episode 125 and then yeah so this is book two of her Holidays in LA series where she just does low stress low anxiety romance stories about people living in LA during Mm -hmm. the holidays it takes place from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and uh, do people fall in love? It's pretty
1: much the story. (laughs) I mean, they fall in love. So this is a fake. So this is a lot
0: of yeah, it's a lot of them because it is a a friends to lovers Mm -hmm. because they've been they've known each other for about a year. It's it's Killian. And Leighton. Killian's from England. He moved here to coach the women's soccer team in LA. And because he was a Bowie's friend from the first book. He's Bowie's friend from the first book. He was a pro soccer player for his whole life, but got into a car accident and and lost his ability to play. Like his knees all messed up, so he can't play anymore. But now he's coaching. And he met Leighton last year. She works at the tea shop with Bodie and was pretty much immediately attracted to her and in love with her. But, you know, she has a lot of armor. She carries a lot of armor through the world with her, and uh, was not letting any of that down around right. around Killian. So he just kind of bit, you know, bit his time, hang out, hung out with them as friends, you know, in, in groups and stuff, and tried to make sure, you know, she knew he was there and interested. And uh, she's finding herself in a tough situation. Come the end of the year, she's losing where she lives because the house was like older and falling down, and eventually the landlord just decided to sell it instead of fixing anything, fixing and so it. they're being evicted. Yeah. She doesn't have any place to live. She can't really afford anything in L.A. anyway, especially not making, you know, the salary she makes at the tea shop and all of her roommates who she was living with have other options so they've all you know moved on and they don't need to find a new place the way she does mm-hmm. and she only has like a week to do it and it's thanksgiving week which oh, come on
1: <laughs> nobody be, moves like... <laughs> during the holidays or the end of the year actually like
0: he's so hard that'd be so sucky but killian offers her a room he's like hey look you know i've got a big place it's too much space you can come stay with me and you could pay me rent if you want <laughs> like even though yeah. he really doesn't want her to no. he just wants her to move in all of this leads to her sister telling their parents her sister's in ohio with the parents she's you know leighton moved away as soon as she was 18 came out to la to pursue her dreams of fashion Mm -hmm. dropped out of fashion school and now is just you know trying to make her way in LA without moving back home to Ohio, and her younger sister is like, "Oh, that's that guy in the background. That's her fiance." So it's her sister's fault that this whole thing gets kicked off in the way that it does. But absolutely. So, so now their fake fiance, mom and dad immediately, or mom especially, is like, "Oh, well, in that case, we'll come to LA for Christmas." Yeah. So okay, her whole plan gets thwarted. And she's now, like, her whole family is coming to L.A. to spend two weeks with her and her fake fiancé in his house. <laughs> oh, man. And even though neither one of them thought it through before they got there, I was like, you know you're going to have to sleep together, right? <laughs> 100%. That was the first thought. Well, it was the second thought well, that I
1: had. The first thought was like, you could just say Nellie's lying. That's not true. That also
0: he, would have been a better answer, but yeah. he jumped in. That was him. He did. He did. He's like, yes. <laughs> And he immediately just was like, throw like 100% all in on this bet. He's like, yes, I am her fiance. I'm glad to meet you too. (laughs) And she's sitting there going, what are you talking about? Oh, it's so good. But anyway, so now they're fake dating and sharing a bed. And, you know, her parents are in the house. It's all this stuff is happening. And like, of course, she comes from a very like dedicated holiday line of people. You know, I know those Midwesterners. I know those Ohioans. I live (laughs) (laughs) My whole family's from Ohio. There's and like their holiday traditions. Holiday traditions. And, and this is the way you do things and, and all of that. And so her mom's going all out on the decor and the baking and the presents and the, this and that. And At first, they kind of like stay apart because she's really like, you're just doing this. Cause she can't quite figure out why he's doing any of it. She's just like, yeah, why are you doing this? Like, this is too much. Like, you're being too nice to uh, just a friend. Right. He's like, well, you can go to this uh, team holiday party with me. That's mm-hmm. that'll be the trade and I'm like even that's not that much of a trade. But anyway. <laughs>
1: Well, it's hard. It's that situation where it's like, how could someone who looks like him be interested in someone who looks like me type of deal? Oh, right. You know? Yeah.
0: She's a, you know, curvy, full-figured woman. He is obviously a former, like, football star. So he's, you know, ripped ripped and Mm -hmm. tatted. And he swims naked every morning in his pool in his backyard.
1: Yes, please.
0: Yeah, fuck yes. And he's got, like, (laughs) a long, blonde, Thor-like hair and beard and Mm -hmm. wears it up in a man bun. and. (sighs) <sighs> he's very attractive. It's uh, so, sexy. so sexy. But then, of so course, sexy. you know, then they fool around a little bit and she's just like, let's, okay, we can just do this because it's, it's fine. We'll fool around. It'll be fine. Yeah. But naturally, of course, eventually feelings get involved. Feelings. He's pretty obviously like, look, this is, I'm in this for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for real. For real. Like for however long you want to be in this for. And then, of course, they do the right thing and they tell her parents on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Yes. By the way, we're not actually engaged. Everything's a lie. Blah blah blah. Fake. But then he's like, "I actually do love each other." He's like, "I actually do love your daughter. I just uh, was trying to fake date her for a while until she realized (laughs) I loved her." And then they uh, they're together by the end of the book and by New year's, they're off you know at uh, what bear something bear, uh, bear mountain. Blue bear. big bear,
1: big bear. I knew it was one of those. Well, we have a blue, bear. We they have have the big blue bear. bear. They have big bear yeah. <laughs> they have yeah, big bear, we have the blue bear. Yeah, they do. And they like they get intimate, they bone all over the place. They have sex everywhere all the time and do everything which is amazing and she also has some toys yes i wonder was she one of the people that was at the toy party last year i think so yeah how cool is that it's coming back full circle guys but yeah totally you know this was a short fun little story it gave us a, a bit of the the holiday feelings mm-hmm. and and stuff like that and the anxiety that comes with oh shit now i have a fake fiance that i share a bed with that i could mm-hmm. feel midnight boners from and <laughs>
0: which are like how fun
1: are midnight boners? Those are like the <laughs> best
0: things ever. I love them. It's so much fun. I love like the scene where they hadn't talked about anything. They still hadn't really, aside from a kiss the night that her parents got there. He did like a really big kiss on the driveway when they were driving up. Yep. And it was a real kiss. She was kind of trying to pretend like it was maybe not a real kiss, but it was definitely a real kiss. But aside from that, he had kept his hands to himself. You know, they hadn't talked yeah. about going any further they're like making too much for show and of course they don't need to do anything when they're alone and so she, mm-hmm. they hadn't talked through it but then one night she's just like backing into him in bed you know just scooting where her you, butt you just kind of his... like take your butt and you kind of like rub it in their crotch Yeah, that's all you gotta do <laughs> just do that booty scooty back and he wakes up like what's happening and she's just and like she just mm-hmm. wiggles some more just wiggle, wiggle 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 he's like what are you doing
1: that was such a good scene because he was just like, I need to make sure that she isn't just like sleep pumping, <laughs> Reverse pumping, <laughs> <laughs> Reverse the humping. Like, yeah, reverse sleep but Like, she's actually awake and wants to do this because I can't just do it while she's having a bad dream or whatever. Like, it's really good. It's very polite. Thanks for being polite about the
0: sex. It's very nice. And she's just, so she just kind of goes like, I want, it feels so good. I want you to th- make me feel good. So he's like, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was our first Touchy scene with them, and it was very. I liked that one a lot. I thought that was very cute. And he just holds her down and finger fucks her. Just finger bangs her, and then he's like, "All right, take a, you know, go to sleep now. You're good. Everybody go (laughs) to sleep." That was just yeah, (laughs) his hypnotizing fingers, and she's just like, "But you're 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 you know you're hard. You're not done." He's like, "It's fine. I'll be okay." I think that might be my new favorite trope that's coming up in a lot of books. What when the guy gets
1: the girl off, and they're like. Like nah, don't worry about me. I'm good. Yeah,
0: just like really, I think because it's so unlikely, I don't know. Oh, it's it's just like that's an extra element of fantasy that doesn't happen. It's so fantastical. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, don't worry, I'll take care of myself later, and you're just like, what world are we living in? (laughs) Right, a fantasy world. This is (laughs) this is where it becomes paranormal. (laughs) It's not Uh. real. (laughs) It's <laughs> not real but that i mean because a lot of books are doing that now like that yeah. we get that line quite frequently now where they're yeah. just like even very... in the paranormal books oh yeah. yeah in all of them where the guys mm-hmm. are just like it's fine this was all about you it's all about you <laughs> like what i mean what
1: planet? i guess i could appreciate that too because it's just like yeah yeah that's that's nice there they're putting the woman first and and her feelings and especially when it comes to like you know sex because that often doesn't happen Well,
0: and particularly sex but just i mean even if we broaden it out to everything like mm-hmm. we this are true. trained to be the carers right to do yeah. the stuff for others to you know like whatever they need to feel better like anyone yeah. in our life our, our partners our kids our family yep. like let me do the stuff let me go that extra mile let's uh, you know everything like and yes. we'll just we do it over and over and over again throughout the day throughout the week throughout the year all of it all of it and so even though this isn't like equal or anything but just to have this one little piece where somebody going uh-uh I'm just gonna take care of you and you don't so. have have he to sure do anything because even, yes. even if it's just like rolling over and letting them get it in, like there's yeah. still like work. You're still doing some work. It's still your body yeah. that you have to now like let them have fun with. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you still have to like get worked up to have it lubricated. Yeah, and you, you know, you have not, to move your like, body
1: still, and you're
0: you're still a physical living ho- human being, right? So it's still putting effort. It's in, still yeah. putting an effort. Whereas this was him just doing all the work and then just being mm-hmm. like, and like in any of these scenes when this happens, and they're just like, I think that's why I'm really kind of loving him because it's not just like, hey, I don't need to orgasm too, which orgasms aren't the end all be all of any sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be the end result for everybody um, you can have a lot of fun anyway but it also is them saying like I don't need reciprocation like you don't have to do right. for me just because I did for you it's more right. like it's not I'm yes I'm just doing something for you because you need deserve to have you, you deserve it I love you and you don't owe me anything in return mm-hmm. and that's just uh, I, yeah, I love those seeds <laughs> cuz I'm just like, oh that'd be so
1: nice. <laughs> we are getting those more and more and they are very very nice to read. Though at the same time I'm just like, but sometimes I feel like boners are a little hard to get, so don't waste a boner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Sometimes it's hard to waste See, a boner. <laughs> in these books they're ne- I haven't we haven't read one yet at least where the they're hard to get. That's true. These men That's are like true. hard all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just constantly hard
0: <laughs> so in real life maybe that's the case and you don't want to waste them and i get that too and yeah. i wouldn't do it all the time but i think it's it's more supposed to be like an example of occasionally you could just do this and like that is right really nice for your partner to just be like yeah. sweet i didn't have to do anything and i got Nothing. an orgasm and now i'm going back to sleep <laughs> and now i'm going back into my dreams <laughs> It was very good. And then she
1: horrifically wakes up to like having Uh. had her period on her bed, which was really sad. But he was so good to her then, too, because she's freaking out. He's like, I know. And it's such
0: another like just perfect example of like if Mm -hmm. we just destigmatize it from a very early age so that nobody grows up thinking it's gross, boys or girls, anyone, Mm -hmm. then you can have that kind of reaction. Then you can just be like, oh, all right, let's change the sheets here. You go take a shower. I'll take care of the bed like i'll get you some tea you know (laughs) it just doesn't have to become a oh my god what happened what did you do Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. obviously i didn't do this on purpose i didn't sit there and go what would be fun in the morning (laughs) to wake up in a pool of blood sure i'm gonna make myself have my period just because i want to (laughs) i I like doing extra laundry (laughs) no one likes that i of course was uh, on my period right as that i was reading that me too <laughs> Did you then have, like, no sleep all night because you were, like, convinced you were bleeding all over yourself all night long? I mean, I sort of
1: already doing that, but I wasn't, I didn't lose any sleep, though, because (laughs) I am actually one of those fortunate women that does have a very understanding and open-minded husband (laughs) (laughs) who would be there to help me and Mm -hmm. try to have me relaxed and fix the bed if I needed to. So I don't stress about it as much, but I did feel for her because that has happened.
0: Oh, sure. I, I mean, if you've made it to 40 as a woman, and you've never bled all over mm. your bed I don't know what mm-hmm. magic you're working but good for I you know. <laughs> good for you good for fucking you that
1: is a it's just, that's a talent <laughs> that's
0: a fucking talent but um I'm usually pretty good on it but I just I think because it was in my head so like all night I just kept imagining it was happening right. so I just like sh- wake myself up and like run to the bathroom and I was fine but yeah it just was in my brain <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because you experienced this with Leighton, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're just we're in it. We we stick in it together. I think that's really funny that you and I were both <laughs> on our periods while we we're, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's all good. And they go through their normal stuff. And, you know, Leighton starts to discover that even though, you know, she came to LA to do this thing with designing clothes and stuff, that she could still get back into her passion. And Killian is real supportive of her. And, even he is struggling a little bit with them um, not really being able to play soccer fully and well and he has a lot of he has anxiety
0: p- attacks so yes, he's like yes he does he's used to managing them a certain way and now he has pretty loud um mid- midwesterners living in his house for a couple of weeks and that makes anxiety <laughs> just <laughs> even those of us who don't mm-hmm. suffer from anxiety disorders would be extra stressed oh, if yeah. a whole ohio family showed up um and took over your house <laughs> Uh, i felt for him in that moment i did like that he sent them away to disney world or disneyland i like um, that too when she was <laughs> when she mm. got her period and she was really suffering he was like here you guys go away for two days a <laughs> family pack through the three-day
1: pass that they gave like at the staying
0: at the princess palace or like breakfast uh-huh. with Minnie mouse i mean he's like the whole fucking shebang. like Ugh. just don't come back <laughs> so good yeah it was beautiful very so cute. very beautiful uh, but they mostly, what they take this time to do really is get to know each other deeper and like talking about their lives. Yeah. Like he has a pretty like, you know, sad backstory. He was a son of a single mom and then she passed when he was like 10 or 12. So yeah, he bounced yeah. around foster homes and Bodie's family and, and eventually made it because of soccer, like was able to mm-hmm. turn talent into a career that helped him. You know, he's he's very rich now. <laughs> super yes. super wealthy it's a giant mansion he bought in la um <laughs> and he can do the things that he wants to do like spoil layton like help her mm-hmm. with her fashion career if that's what she wants or give her a place to live or all of it because he has the money to. and he's like what else am i gonna do with it and like at first i think she thinks he's just a rich asshole you know because yes. that's who she meets a year ago right just this rich guy yeah. who moved into town and now she's seeing like that's not who he's always been he you know he has this whole other like history in life and the anxiety attacks and like all this stuff that he didn't tell her some of it but they found out together so they spend it you know kind of getting to know each other and she breaks down those walls for him she basically like starts kind of chipping away some of her armor and like does, letting him yeah. into the soft center ooey gooeyness of her because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the hardest part is she's yeah oldest daughter syndrome right learning to just take care of yourself you <laughs> And Mm -hmm. not really like she doesn't her parents just don't understand her. It's not that they have a bad relationship or are bad people in any way. They just have never fully understood she you know
1: the decisions that she's making. Especially in comparison to her little sister Nellie, who is like a lawyer and is just like this tall leggy blonde, I think. And it's all very hard for her to have that persona next. And they're not in competition. The sisters aren't. They love each other and they're really good to each other. I think
0: yeah, but it seems like now we find out by the the end it's not a hundred percent true but it seems more like yeah like janelle has followed the same like stay at home live you mm-hmm. know like six minutes away from your parents stay in small town ohio family path that a lot of the other family like all her cousins seem to just they got married they had kids yeah. they yeah. like are raising kids and they're living the small town ohio life right and like that's what her parents wanted you know her mom was a stay-at-home mom her dad did his mm-hmm. whatever i don't remember what his job was but now he's retired and and they just have their small life that they really like it is good for them but that's never what Leighton wanted. No. She she's pansexual, she wanted to do fashion. She, mm-hmm. you know, she just wanted more like excitement and something that you don't really get out of, you know, plain Ohio. The name of their town is plain. <laughs> so yeah, kind of really <laughs> set up like <laughs> what it I was. I love it. Um so she moved to LA and they just didn't understand that. And they don't they don't know how she's doing. There it's they it scares them. Mm-hmm. It intimidates them and they don't know how to support her in that without sounding judgmental, and critical. And so they have had a testy relationship and And he, this was the part that I thought was the best, was Killian, like, listened to her, like, everything she had to say about it. And he's like, those are all completely valid and and right. But maybe you're very lucky to have your parents, too. And, Mm -hmm. like, they maybe they're trying harder than you think. And this is the only thing they know how. And so, and he really put it into perspective for her and, like, the rest of her relationship through the book. Like, she kept trying to see things from her mom's perspective and realized, like, her mom's, you know, kind of set in her ways this is the way her mom's gonna react yeah and you can't control that but you can control how you react to her so she started like instead of just being annoyed and like blowing her mom off she would like stop and go i need you to listen to me this is what i want now and her mom finally was like okay you know they had a moment where she was like oh okay you know
1: yeah I, and you even highlighted a part of the book where she says i figured it would be much easier to change my Frame of mind than to change anything about my parents, so she does. She takes that into consideration, and everything just sort of gets not easier, but a little bit, you know. Well, I guess a little bit easier to it does to handle the current situation that's happening because it's just all going so fast for her.
0: Yeah, and and like her mom backs off with some of the things she was trying to push, you know, mm-hmm. and lets yeah. lets her daughter just kind of be her daughter, and they have a good. And then they're going to start a book club, just the sisters and the mom, and like, that's yeah. super cute. And like it was good, so I lot of growth a lot of emotional exploration and, and growth in the book i love that kelly always does that she always touches on all those really real pieces of life that yeah. you know are part of us and all of our relationships whether they're partners or family or friends there's depth yeah. to them and they're ebbs and flows and sometimes they're hard and you have to kind of figure out how to keep touching base with each other and figuring out the best way to communicate what's going on and what you're feeling and what you need and and who's around for that
1: yeah and she gives us like a conclusion to the situation and none of it ever blows up in a way that makes it so contentious that it gives the us as the reader that oh shit like this is really bad it's it's you know this is not end of the world type of story because it doesn't involve the world it involves this little family Mm -hmm. but she gives us a conclusion and she gives us a it's not all happy ending obviously but it's realistic in a way that's like these are real family problems but these people are willing to be open-minded and understanding of each other and it's beautiful in the end everybody is like okay I'm still who I am but we can be who we each other are and still be together Mm -hmm. and still love each other it's really nice it's really nice to see that dynamic it's hard for me to relate because I don't have that type of relationship with my parents you know Mm -hmm. even though it is different because I was raised American but by foreigners so I don't even really know what that means (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had to learn how to be American and I learned how to be American from my friends but my parents were so set in their ways too but that's not because they were being stubborn or anything it's just because they didn't know anything else
0: yeah no I mean it would be just who they are yeah they grew up in a completely different place with Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. a whole different structure and everything so yeah it's gonna be hard to raise kids here not like as Americans without Mm -hmm. you know knowing all the history and just having experienced it exactly and I think
1: that's a really good lesson that Kelly is sort of presenting there is you can't change other people you know you just have to not and you you shouldn't have to change yourself either but there are ways that you guys can always come together and
0: work it through. I think the one thing I want to say about this book that's not like it's not a negative per se but it's just as much as I really 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 loved the first one I felt like parts of this book were a little rushed especially the sex was rushed. Okay. I think she had in her her mind all the things she wanted to happen mm. but she didn't set the time or give us the time in the book for those moments okay so like we never got a full start to finish watch on the page the sex scene unfold mm. not the way we yeah. did in the first book right like like the first time they really had sex was at the stadium after the party the um mm-hmm. sounder stadium yeah the soccer stadium after the um the holiday party for the team and mm-hmm. like they were all horny for each other and like she wasn't wearing any underwear under her fancy get up um and they were kissing at the party and then the next thing we know they're full on the stadium field and he's you know eating her out and it's just like okay and then they do some quick sex and then it's just like we get kind of like the descriptions after the fact she's like oh and then we had yeah. sex three more times on the field and once on his in his office and then in the shower and it's just I felt rushed through a lot of the sex scenes Mm -hmm. I felt like we got like a beginning or we got an end but we never got the whole of it in a way I just I don't know it's not a negative because they were still were good and everything and I still really like this book it's just I'm not sure if there was maybe attempt to do too much in such a short because it is a very short it's like a hundred and some pages
1: yeah it's almost kind of like even if she gave us like two scenes two full blown scenes of any of those those interactions that wouldn't feel so rushed because then we would get that full-blown intimacy Mm -hmm. and a description of all of it even if it's like the first and the last or the first in the middle but yeah there were all these just little like snippets and we boned here and then we had you know shower sex here and anal sex here and then like blowjobs here and he was going down on her while watching movies and stuff, but we never got that full, really explicit description that we really like. And when we don't get those, it really does just seem like it's just like a a Passover. It just, you can imagine yeah. it yourself, which
0: is fine, but yeah, I love those. Scenes. I just felt it was a little bit more rushed than I like. In particular, really distinctly remember. The scene after the sex toy party from the last book, you know, where he's what was he in a reindeer onesie and she's in like a Santa-esque like pinup girl, you know, like corset kind of clothes. And Mm -hmm. they come home from the party with their brand new toys. And it was just like a lot, like it was, you know, a lot of different stuff, but it was talked through. We got the whole experience. We got undressing scenes. Undressing and 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 playing with toys. The hot and and the heaviness of it. Yeah. I didn't feel that same way about these scenes. Like, because I didn't get anything like they had discussed what they wanted to do or who or like how they wanted to do it with each other. It just was like, oh, (laughs) now he's going to eat her ass. And now she's. He's got a butt plug in. And now, yeah, you know, they're going to tie each other up. And now, you know, it just was a lo- like over and over. It was just a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we only got like little tiny snippets of because I could remember a little bit of an explanation in the shower where they did it in the shower or she gave him a blowjob in the shower and he went down on her in the shower. But that was it. Like it wasn't th- there was nothing else. Mm-hmm. It was really left to our imagination. hmm. I think you're right. I think I, I agree with that. It,
0: I mean, it's still she
1: gave us plenty of it. Like, oh, I mean, plenty of opportunities to imagine other people it.
0: would be shocked that I would be at all complaining. After <laughs> reading this book, they'd be like, what more did you fucking want? And I'm they like, no, 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 no. no, I know. And it was there. And I loved it. I just like especially if you read them both I think you could pick yes. up on the comparative difference between the scenes and I think that would be the only thing I'd say that because we're familiar with Kelly's writing from the first book yes and you know a first book usually you have more time right because it's the first thing so you you're writing it on your own schedule yeah. right but once you sell it and especially if you sell it as part of a series or as part of a collection that you know and now she's hitting a deadline of once a year because there's another one next year Nellie's story is next year so now you have to do this every year and there's yes there's going to be a certain pressure pressure and like Mm -hmm. there has like things have to get done on the time schedule for the publishing and I just wonder if that's part of why so I wonder I would maybe suggest pulling back a little bit like we love all of it but maybe you have more books to come give us some of that in other books you know like not every couple has to do all sexual things
1: Exactly, they don't have to, right, you know, because then you could just spread it out and give this experience to another couple. That way you can give us those explicit details that we're waiting for and that we, because they're written so good. They were given to us so beautifully in the first book. They were sexy. They were really hot. So hot. So if we just take out a few of the things that were happening in this book between Killian and Layton, we can give it to Nellie and her partner and give us those details that we know are very beautifully Mm -hmm. written and given to us so elegantly. Well, I guess not elegantly elegantly because they could be really kinky, but they're very kinky. But yeah, no, I think you're I think you're right on because at some point it's just gonna be the
0: same like quick sex mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. And I also I think part of the thing that hampered this book was the parents being in the house, like right down the mm-hmm. hall. Like that's definitely True. going to change it. Like yes. Bodie and Nora were like fucking all over his house because he lived alone and had his own house. So you just get mm-hmm. to like do what you want and no one is worried about mom or dad or little sister. Yep. <laughs> true. They didn't have anybody
1: else there. They could scream each other's names as loud as they wanted.
0: And so that's why they had sex at the stadium, because they didn't want to go back to the house where the family was. So they went to the stadium. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the piece I want to ask you the most about, because I was like really torn on whether that's anything I could even begin to engage. Like on the midway mark of a soccer field, like a a professional sports soccer stadium. So imagine Dick's Sporting Goods. (laughs) And you're just in the middle, just the whole stadium, and you're in the middle of the field on the just fucking in the middle of the field. And I, yes, he paid the night security guard to not be there or whatever, Mm. but it's still a huge space, and somebody's (laughs) gonna be there, right? It's gotta be. And whether or not we think that
1: the security guard is gonna turn his cheek and just not, you know, like ignore it, cameras, there are fucking cameras. (laughs) I actually, yes, you, everybody knows that there are cameras and it doesn't matter. You're not going to turn them off. They're going to be there. Somehow it's going to get leaked. And so it's going to be, it's going to be another situation, which, okay, we have already talked about it, but it's going to be another one of those Amy Award situations (laughs)
0: where, you know, they're like, that
1: footage is going to be leaked.
0: And like, (laughs) I know, I think that was, yeah. I mean, it's a full-blown pro sports facility, those things mm-hmm. have plenty of tables and, and, and massage tables and bed t- like spaces. Locker rooms? In the locker room. But I mean, even <laughs> yes. like you say locker room and all of us think like high school, which was just like hard benches and, and, and concrete sure. floor. But no, these are professional sports locker rooms with massage Lounge tables areas. and like yes. couches. Like there's going to be a soft spot yeah. to have sex in that's inside and not the middle Some of the field. Somewhere. I just was, Fucking this field was e- killing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I, for sure like
1: the and this is california so they probably have real grass but or it's do they still have turf?
0: outside Either, I'm assuming way, it's still it's... outside, so I'm like, even in November at night in California's, or this would have been December already, because this was the 23rd. It's got to be chilly at night, and she's just laying there on the field naked, because she only had <laughs> a jumpsuit. Like, she was wearing right. a jumpsuit with and nothing up. under it. And so he'd take it off, and I'm like, well, now you got no clothes. And you
1: know that that grass has been, like, it's got dew on it, so it's wet, and it's going to be cold. Look at and us just
0: logic brain the shit it, out of this book.
1: are just <laughs> turning it around yeah and you know, and I'm hoping that they're doing it like where the lines haven't been painted because you know those chemicals are gonna be real itchy, <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I just yeah, I was just like honestly, I think I could be talked into it. <laughs> yeah, I could see yeah. giving it a shot and being immediately yeah. like, this is not working, oh, this is it the uh, last time scary. so the last time I tried to have sex just on the floor uh uh-huh. was miserable. The floor is not a fun fucking place. <laughs> So I imagine like, yes, it's grass, but it's still like you can't get any leverage without getting grass burns and rug burns and yes, on your knees and on your back. And like you're getting especially if you're getting like if you're laying flat and he's just really going to tout on top. Like, yeah, your back is getting like drug across the dirt. Yep. It really is, cuz there's no there's there's
1: no traction. <laughs> there's no tra- you're not wearing cleats on your back.
0: It's no, not keeping no. you. On the so you're ground. just literally being plowed into the you're field. Just, there's just this now
1: flat line of grass that's going <laughs> across there that they're going to have to fix. <laughs> where did this line come from (laughs) hey joe joe the security guard tell me
0: what happened here if it isn't an outside stadium if it's enclosed then you're right it is artificial turf which is supposed to be really hard and
1: like scratchy and rough. and yes
0: not not good there's all these things i was just like this is where you're having sex (laughs) for the first time you have a california king size bed at home and a pool and a shower with benches and shit Like, like there's so Many options. I could wait
1: half an hour to get home, and that half an hour anticipation to fully fucking do it is just gonna make it all the better. And well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it I
0: agree too, but he wanted her to like be able to like scream, you know, his name and scream. oh shit, I forget about the family Yeah, It's the family that's the problem. Yeah, that's which true. I understand, but I'm also like, I don't have but to like be loud, said- I can be quiet. <laughs> There's a coach's
1: office. I'm sure it has a really nice set of couches in there. Or or even like where those, they watch um,
0: film. There's usually like yes. practically a movie theater. <laughs> or even in like those box, the boxy. Oh, yeah. Go fucking a boxy. Yeah.
1: Go fucking. A, that would be cool to fucking a boxy. There we go. We found mm-hmm. it. There it is. <laughs> the owner's box. Yeah, go, just go fucking bone up there. <laughs> make it work (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it'll be good oh that's funny Let's go back real quick okay. to almost the very beginning so that we can do our kiss and tell. Okay. So after Nellie is like, yeah, that's her fiance. And he's like, yeah, I'm her fiance. And Layton's like, what? <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. He's my fiance. This is crazy. Obviously now they have to, well, but even before that, they she decided I'm in a rut. I have to move in with somebody. I have to be somewhere. Otherwise I'm going to be homeless. Right? Right. So she moves in with somebody. But I guess the the situation for this kiss and tell is a little bit different. Like, I guess in any situation, whether you're with a person or you're just roomating with a person, but you do have like you know feelings for them, how soon is it that you take that first step that you move in with somebody after either dating them or in this situation where it's like <laughs> he has that crush on her, she doesn't really fully know it because I don't think she believes in it, but that's you know, the thing is I think really she attracted
0: to him. She's not allowed. She's assuming he's just flirting with her to flirt. Like I think he- she's right. not taking him seriously. She right, believes exactly. he's like kind of a playboy, money, you know, like rich dude you know, rich playboy and she's she just is like i'm not opening myself up to that because i assume he would not be serious so mm-hmm. i think she has picked up on his attraction she just isn't buying it she's like no she's not believing she's, it. she's got her mm-hmm. walls up so high that she's like no he wouldn't yeah. like me there's no way yeah so yeah in her mind she's not moving in with a potential partner she's Love just her. moving in with a friend because she needs a place to live and right. she's trying to make it as awkward as possible at the beginning just to yeah. be like really <laughs> <She> kind of <laughs> snarky about it, yeah. but... <laughs> outside like so not directly related to the book but yeah like what because like she has a moment where she's like talking about how Nora and Bowie have now moved in together and all her other friends Mm -hmm. that's where they're like her roommates and stuff are going as they're moving in with their partners and it's like this thing that everyone you know the next step that people do in Mm -hmm. relationship and she's never done that because she just kind of went through a lot of casual and relationship like situationships in her 20s and now she's in her 30s and she's like okay I I guess i have run through all of those times yeah. when other people were gi- giving this a shot like re- you know living with people a shot and she never really mm-hmm. did that so she's talking about what's it like to do that and so we're yeah, yeah.
1: and first of all there's just fyi there's never any pressure <laughs> to move a relationship on to the next step for anybody there shouldn't you guys be. Do it whenever no. you're ready to do it not because you're everybody else is doing it and because family pressures you or whatever whatever that said <laughs> there was no pressure for me but yeah i mean i made that decision obviously on my own when dan and i first moved in together and i think it was two months after we started dating where i was like hey i'm gonna move into your apartment he's like cool (laughs) (laughs) and we have it's just it was so quick for us so like we started dating in August, and I was in his house by, or his apartment. He had an apartment that he rented with a friend who pretty much was like, I can't do this anymore, and left him on his own. Mm-hmm. So it was part of the reason why I was like, okay, I'll come and help you. I have a job. I have a car. I have two cats. Let's do this. And so I did. I moved all of my stuff in. I went home, and I told my parents, I said, I'm moving in with Dan. And they're like, what? And then I was moved out. And then, <laughs> and then, like, we just, we've been together since it didn't take long for me to do that with him and I can't I can't imagine it would be too much different from any of the other serious boyfriends that I had I think that I would have had that that same mindset where we are like yeah it's just moving in together I I just in my head it wasn't a big deal so taking that step to join households wasn't a big deal for me
0: I don't agree (laughs) I am a don't ever move in together situation person, <laughs> and it's I've only done it once, and that was after like what three years? I was to say three or four years, yeah. And mostly just because he literally didn't have another place to live. Yep. So I moved I, moved him in with me, and yeah, I like. <laughs> I don't I don't like rushing things I also discovered that I do not love sharing my bed every night that's a really like <laughs> strong <laughs> like I had to do it for a couple of years and I was like this sucks <laughs> Yeah, there were times where you wouldn't even sleep in your no, bed. No, you I'd go, go sleep, sleep on the on couch. couch. I don't yeah. like it. Like I of course I like occasional overnights. I like sleepovers once yeah. in a while. You know, those are fun. But there are so many nights where I'm just like, I just want my bed. Like I just don't, I don't <laughs> sleep well. I'm a bad sleeper and it sucks yeah. to have someone there all the time. So so yeah i've only ever tried it once and i've had like long relationships like four or five years and some of my other ones that also just never moved in together like Mm -hmm. just i was like nope not i don't bring it up i don't make it a thing i don't know at some point i guess maybe i would really i think i wouldn't mind it but i'd still like to have separate spaces
1: (laughs) no i dude i'm with you dan and i've been married for almost 20 years and it's those moments where i'm like i have to go pick up my parents all the way in brighton because they have an appointment in denver and that 25 minutes that i get alone in my car mm-hmm. i fucking love them <laughs> they're great because it's my me time and i get to listen to my music or the books that i want to listen to or the podcast or whatever you know and i do that still here but i have to put my headphones on and i have to mind my space because there are four other people in this house <laughs> not that i hate them i don't hate them i, I love sharing with them. They're, they're my family obviously they're, they're my husband and my my kids, but still, it's like it's a lot. It's a lot to do. So having that extra space and a space alone, and even having the bed to yourself, having those little moments where it was just you by yourself, are really those are precious. I think those are very important to have.
0: And, and I think. There's, I mean, everyone is different, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whether that they're gonna be lonely or not. But I just love not answering, like, just not explaining myself. Like, I do, like, I mean, I don't know if they're normal or not, but I just can wander my around my house doing whatever I want, like, and like having the weird thought processes I have. And maybe I'll start a project, and then halfway through, I'm doing another project, and there's nobody <laughs> there to question it. Like, nobody yes. walks in and goes, "Why the fuck is this like this?" And I'd be like, "Right." I don't know. I can't explain the way this brain worked. It just did. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha. But there's nobody. I don't have to explain it. I just do it. And then eventually I have to clean it up because I made the mess. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. There's also like, and I know, you know, it just depends. And you might obviously, hopefully partners, your other partners are more included or more involved or whatever, participate more. But cleaning up a mess that is just your mess is so nice versus cleaning up a mess that you're like, this fucker just left this mess. (laughs) Yes, it really
1: is. It's not... It doesn't come with any like true bad feelings of like <laughs> really you're you could totally clean this shit up yourself. Why do I have to ask you to do it?
0: <laughs> after pa- or, after Patrick uh, left, yourself. the amount of pee on the toilet decreased. Oh my god, a millionfold! Like a hundred. Like there's no more pee on the toilet because I 100%. don't pee on toilet. <laughs> right he does on toilet and it's just and i knew it like the whole time i knew it but i was like how can there be how how and then he he finally was gone and it just ceased entirely i don't have to clean that it's out of my life and i'm like magically how have you how have you reached mid 30s and not learned how to not pee on things do we not (laughs) teach boys how to not pee i don't know i don't have sons you have sons teach them Uh, to not pee on things
1: I have told them I don't watch them pee anymore because they're old enough not to be watched and you know like we're we're at the stage and even a little bit a couple of years ago where it's like close the fucking bathroom door when you're peeing <laughs> now that we've got you know people that go in inside the house like before when they were younger or whatever yeah, but whatever. now that we can actually teach them that and they're like you have to shut the door when you're peeing I can't monitor their pee but I do when I go in there and clean the toilet I'm like look fuckers <laughs> This toilet bowl is huge. Like, it's a big one. Full-size adults sit their asses on here. You have a tiny little peener. And look, I know your depth perception is not probably that great, but I'm pretty sure that you can get your pee inside this big old hole. It's not that hard.
0: If you can't, sit down to pee, okay? Can we normalize men sitting down to pee? (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, okay, look, that also, that doesn't work much either. I'm just gonna say I'm it. sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. So somebody in my house has a Prince Albert oh. and um <laughs> it never healed fully and sometimes it still just drips and it's not it's out of his control. But I have pointed that out and say, "Look, this isn't all over the back of the seat and just uh, on the floor and on the ceilings and stuff, but it is on the front of the seat." And I would really appreciate it if you just, you know, just just wipe it, <laughs> just wipe it. All you Straight gotta it do up. is one square wipe, throw it in the toilet. It's done. So, just small courtesies. <laughs> I don't complain about the seats going up and down. No. Those don't bother me, and in fact, my kids don't even pull up the seat when they pee. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't put the seat up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's not do that. Look, I don't want to be that crazy,
0: you know, mom. I think who is... more than anything, it's just as long as they learn to clean up after themselves. That's that's what I was just going to say. The challenge, like, okay, yes, yeah. maybe we all accidentally pee on things occasionally. <laughs> Some of us don't, but whatever um just clean up after yourself.
1: Just that's, that's the point. So anyway, it's I know this like we yourself. totally tangented well, here, but this is why totally I like did. to live alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this went
1: way off. Nobody wants to hear this conversation. No, it's not a great Don't one. Worry.
0: Sorry, a bunch of pee talk. But yeah, it's, it's just part and parcel of the whole thing. So and I I'm reading a lot like you see that a lot more nowadays for, you know, like there's a certain I for, I forgot what the percentage is, but there's like a strangely high percentage of women who will still be single at 40 coming up like Mm -hmm. it's just like they're just not getting into relationships as much as Mm -hmm. previous generations and everyone's like oh what's you know oh what are we going to do as a society this is bad and there used to be the notion that men were competing against other men for 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 women women, right but that's not who you're competing against i you're competing against my joy and love of being alone like all of the love and 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 life that i get to have it's so awesome mm-hmm. alone like that's the standard so if you aren't gonna gray vastly improve my life i don't need you
1: <laughs> like, you're bringing the companionship and the and love yes, and the sexual and, and the physical saying, relationship yeah. right but you're also bringing pee on the toilet <laughs> dishes in the sink work like hair like stress. like shaved hair all over yeah oh, the amount
0: you know? of and fucking like, facial hair that they can get all over with your mouth open
1: yes all of that. So that's all you're also bringing a lot of things that are going to encumber my life.
0: <laughs> and this all needs to be weighed against each other. And so I think that's right. what you're saying is a lot of women are just like, you're not competing <laughs> against other men there. You're competing against my single life. And right now my single life is so... pretty fucking great. So that's such a great point. Yeah. Make sure you're bringing I a like lot that. to the table. Otherwise, I don't, you know, I don't make sure you're bringing cleaning supplies <laughs> and you know how to use them. <laughs> and you know how to use them. <laughs> Just because you buy them for me, that's not the solution.
1: <laughs> uh, it's no. In fact, we're going to have problems if you're buying me <laughs> cleaning solutions. True. true.
0: That's trouble. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just all part of like the conversation and, you know, how mm-hmm. people are, are treating that nowadays. But it kind of ties into an article I have uh, here. I've switched my article, saylet, so don't. Oh. Okay? oh, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> this is from mindbodygreen.com, and it is How Soon is Too Soon to Move in Together, Experts Weigh In, from March 22nd, 2023. It was written by Tiana Soto, M.A. And I think the it's got a lot in it, but I wanted to... F- highlight there was the stanford university study on american couples and their dating patterns and it found out that 25 percent of couples move in together after four months 50 percent moved in after a year and 70 percent had moved in with each other after two years but after four years of dating 10 percent still had not taken that leap to live with each other so i'm like hey what's who's my 10 percenters 10
1: percenters
0: we're over here going uh-uh i like my space <laughs>
1: Yeah, take your cleaning supplies
0: and go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think what the biggest thing I took away from this article was that making the decision to move in together should be intentional. Too many mm-hmm. people in the study did what they call slid into it, almost like what happened with you and Dan, where okay. he lost a roommate and you were just like, oh, okay, I'll move in. You know, like it wasn't yeah. something you guys had been together and discussing for a long period of time. It was just, right. oh, that feels like, okay, he needs a roommate. And I think that especially in today's housing market, that can happen a lot more where True. you... Move in together just because somebody is out of a house or... Situational. Yeah. Opportunity. Opp-
1: uh, it's opportunistic.
0: Yeah. It just mm-hmm. feels like, oh, no, we got to make a choice to do that or maybe somebody's going to end up moving away further or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you don't discuss it fully and it just happens. And that can be tough. That can be, you know, obviously it works out for you. It does work out for some people. Don't don't take this sure. as a universal yeah. or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no it, but it doesn't work out for a lot of people. But it doesn't. Right, right. And now you're a roommate with somebody who, you know, if, if mm-hmm. your relationship ends makes it even harder. I know, as somebody whose entire second bedroom is still taken up by their ex's stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <is> so frustrating. <laughs> Emily and I are frustrated for oh, you. my mom practically,
0: <laughs> like, she was about ready to bag all his shit the other day and just put it on the yard. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I was like, no, no, no. No. Uh, you're a nice guy. <laughs> I was guy. like, I'll deal with this <laughs> when I can deal with it. <laughs> I can't deal with it right <laughs> now. But, um, so yeah, so just there's six signs about whether it's too soon, and the signs are like you feel pressured to live together, you're only doing it for practical or financial reasons, mm-hmm. you're moving in mm-hmm. to save the relationship, you're unable to resolve conflict and disagreements, uh, you don't trust each other, or there's no plan or intention about the move. So Yeah, I, th- I think number three is really important. Like, I guess
1: they're all very important, but number three sort of hits. That's not for... going to
0: save it, right? No, <laughs> Nothing's going to save it. Not- Never like, going to save don't it. get married don't have kids and don't like don't move in together to save a relationship
1: it's nothing yes I've seen it happen so many times where like people stay together because they want to save the relationship and all their and they've got kids you know they're like we need the, the kids need to see us I'm like no you're not saving anything you're just showing these kids that toxicity is okay and it's not it's not saving anything don't don't think of it like that it's so hard to watch
0: yeah I mean I think it's the um sunk cost problem Mm. where you've you've already put in x years into a relationship so it feels like if you let it go at this point you have lost those years yeah like Mm -hmm. it's it's a loss to you and the years you have to put into another relationship so you might as well try to fix this but that's again that's not healthy most of the time thinking and if you're at a place and you're thinking things need to be saved then i think it's therapy and if it does that doesn't work then you probably can't save it (laughs) right yeah other these external things aren't going to save like if the relationships really in trouble if there's struggles and, and difficulties within it adding something external isn't helpful adding a kid right. adding a marriage you know like that doesn't it's fix it <laughs> no you're
1: just adding extra it's stress. <laughs> stress it's you're
0: making things more stressful
1: yes it's not really think through it and think about it is yeah. the important thing
0: and then they shared um six signs that you are ready to move in which is you have similar intentions about the future you feel comfortable sharing a physical space together you can communicate honestly and respectfully with your partner. You've discussed fears, doubts, or hesitations you both have. You've discussed your need for space and personal time, i.e. getting into the car and driving 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. Yeah. Or you're excited about your future with them. So those are six yeah. things. So. And then it has whole things like questions to talk about. With each other and like how to make sure you're all on the same page. You know, just a good article. So we'll share this with That's a really good article. When we
1: It's like up. the biggest step is actually sitting down and being willing to have that conversation and have both partners be open to, you know, I mean, that communication. Yeah, that's
0: really the step, right? It's mm-hmm. not even that the moving in. It's the being able right. to be that communicative.
1: If we can't talk to each other about moving in with each other without having contention, we can't do this. We're not moving in together. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. We maybe not. Yeah. So cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. All right. Well, there were other things that were happening in this book and actually notes that we took together. For instance, Colleen and I were having an internal (laughs) battle about whether or not the princess nickname that he gave her was appropriate. I hated it. She loved it. But her exclamation makes a lot of sense. So I'm I'm backing down now because he calls her Leia and then he calls her princess. And so I get it. Before I was like, no, this is dumb. I hate it. But (laughs) I'm accepting it now. But yeah, they they end up confessing that everything was fake in the beginning. But I think their relationship or their true feelings for each other were were actually genuine. And so now they're happy and living together. And Nellie is now moving to California yep. and starting her lawyership there. Yep. And then you said the third book was about her. Yeah. OK,
0: well, that's what the end of Venice actually said was like, Nellie's book oh. comes 2024. So I didn't even I didn't pay attention <laughs> to that part. So awesome.
1: I'm totally cool with like continue on with. This and making this our tradition until it's done with. So if it's ready for us next Christmas, let's this do it. This is our Christmas <laughs> book. <laughs> this is our Christmas book because I'll tell you what, Kelly's got some fucking great ideas for holiday parties, and she does. You know, it's we good. like her
0: books, it's good, we like her holiday parties, and yeah, <laughs> all of them. Like I didn't, I did get a lot of like stress about all of the holiday games. Her mom kept making them oh. play. Layton's mom kept making them play she There was so much, it was like a whole day's worth of games and i was like i would not have participated <laughs> it's just too and it's too much i would have been so drunk and then like passed out <laughs> i'd have been like whoops <laughs>
1: oh but it's imposing that your own beliefs and traditions on other people who maybe don't want to be participating in it uh, very so. much so <laughs> yeah it's a lot
0: it's a she, lot. Needs, she needs like uh, to be reined in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fun little story. What are you going to rate it?
0: I'm going to rate it a seven. I like them. I liked the first book better. I kind of like, oh God, this is tough. I th- Just because of, you know, like what I mentioned about feeling a little bit rushed through some of the book, I didn't think we got enough of Leighton exploring going back into fashion. You know, like it was just kind of a tagged in mm. at the end there where she mentioned like he built a whole fucking studio. Like he turned his... His office in his house into her uh, fashion, work studio, studio. Like work fashion studio, like work studio, yeah, full Got her of doll and a, yeah, like a, a, a figure, like a dress form, fashion. dress form. And a, like, all the fabric and all of the yarn and all of the, like, you know, a drafting board or just anything you could need to go back into it. And, Mm -hmm. like, that was amazing. But we didn't get her talking about it as much, I think, as I would have liked. Yeah. And I really loved all of the very, a lot more frank conversation between Brody and... Nora, Nora. Bodie and Nora, not Brody. I wrote another book with (laughs) Brody as the character, so sorry. Uh, but um, so I think that's why I'm going to give it a seven because they just and I was really prepared because Killian might be one of my favorite men, like all time. Yes, I'm fucking Fucking sexy into Killian like hardcore, and I just Mm would have liked a little bit more of them. You know, yeah. I feel like, I think it was just too many things were happening in the time period. So we had to jump from everything, like just too much jumping forward yes. and everything was too little as opposed to sitting in a scene and really getting like a full conversation between the characters for any mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, that's why. So yeah, but still, I liked it. I would recommend it. I would read this series again, probably will become like my holiday reads where yeah. I just go back and read them all because they're all like they take, I know I'm a fast reader, but seriously, it's like two, three hours to read this book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for me it was a lot longer but <laughs> still it's but even a short read for myself um yeah I agree I think seven is good especially if we're gonna compare it to what she gave us with Nora and Bodhi's book and that relationship that but because even at the end of the first book we got an uh, an understanding of like Nora got that part in the film and she just became this like you yeah know, part of the
0: like her goal was met in that, well, Because that was the big like hang up in book one was she was like, I need to yes. concentrate on this because this is so important to me. And so they took a little mini break where they like didn't see each other for yes. a couple of weeks, but they were able to handle that very maturely. And then like afterwards, she was like, thank you for respecting my need for. <laughs> yeah this time and then they were back together and everything was fine like they didn't really break up they just needed space and like that's a healthy thing to ask for especially early on they were only like a month deep in their relationship at the point you can ask for like i need a week off
1: (laughs) yes whereas like here they're like sharing a bed and not together like (laughs) Like, it's hard. It is
0: hard. It is hard.
1: But that said, I did enjoy this story, too. It was a lot of fun. And you're right, Killian is one of the fucking hottest fucking characters we've we've ever had. And the sex, I do feel, was also rushed. Because uh, I love that they explored every facet of how you could have sex. I think it was great. But giving us those intimate details, I think, would have been a little bit uh, more fun for me. But yeah, Seven, I think it's appropriate. Still recommended. And I actually can't wait for Nellie's story because I do enjoy Kel- writing and all of the different experiences that she's getting across her pages. So yeah, Yeah, I agree. it.
0: Yeah. I'm so looking forward to it. I also have a suspicion and we, Maybe cut this out if I don't know or keep it in. But because we, if we know it's Nelly, Nelly is a more typically fit body type, right? and yes. All of her mm-hmm. previous female characters have had like larger, curvier mm-hmm. figures. Full figure. I bet you yes. we get a curvy guy. That
1: would be so cool. like Brody was short.
0: Bodie, Bodie was short, but Killian's <laughs> more just like athletic, tall, he- muscle build, yes. right? But he's a soccer player. A soccer Come player. on. <laughs> but I'm wondering if Nelly. Kelly's partner going to end up being more like, quote unquote, dad body, you know, like. Yes. Right. Which oh, is what I've said I wanted for a while. Father. So I'm very, yes. very excited that that I just just I have no proof of this. I'm just no. Kelly's always very body con- like body positive and showing multiple different styles of bodies in her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that maybe. That might be where we're heading.
1: <laughs> we need an opportunity for a dad bot to come. Or like, yeah, maybe like a single dad or something. Is this our tooth fairy story? No. Is she, is she, no. Is she taking it no. from us? No. Because it won't have any you of the funny things it. that we are going to have <laughs> <in> us. <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe she's got a single dad that's got like, you know, the dad bot happening and, and it's going to be sexy. Mm. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. I'm keeping that in to see if our prediction works. Nobody's going to remember this in a year. (laughs) I will. (laughs) (laughs) True. We will. (laughs) Okay, guys. So let's tell you about our next book. In two weeks, we're going to be reading and reviewing Sanctuary of the Shadow by Aurora Asher. Now, I'll let Kalina sort of... Wait you're making a face is that No, wrong? that's
0: right sorry i was reading i don't always <laughs> pre- i forget that sometimes you can see me because i don't look at our <laughs> our camera very much i go off doing other things
1: oh that's so funny i'm like no don't
0: make a face yes because- no we are we are reading that um and we're very excited because we got this book as an arc in the timeline of the world <laughs> <laughs> this book should be coming out January 9th I and mean, we already had it and are reading it and are going to have Aurora on the show to discuss this Yay. book it is in that new kind of discover or not new but newly named I think category romanticy so you know all of the Akatar books lately and the fourth wing and, and those series where, it, where you kind of meld fantasy with really strong romance themes so romantic to see is kind of the theory of these or the, like the theme that this book should be following and yeah so we're gonna have Aurora on the show to talk about it and we're so happy that they chose us to give arcs to so we could read this book and then get it yeah. out to you guys right as the book will have just come out when our next episode drops so hopefully it's it, this is one where you don't necessarily have the time to read along with us <laughs> so right it is one we'll of probably those. be a lot less spoilery in that. Because we know people won't have had a chance yet. So we won't tell as much about the book. (laughs) Shit. That's going to be hard. We're going to have to work on me.
1: On you. Good thing I can edit. So I'll be like, oh shit, that's a spoiler. Take that out. yeah so we're excited for it and to have aurora on the show hopefully you guys will be able to join along with just that discussion and then pick up her book when it's out in the yeah
0: or if you want to like pre-order it and get it and read it really fast as soon as soon as you can and then listen to our episode that's cool too (laughs) yeah yeah you can do that also (laughs) so uh yeah join us for that next time and in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on all the social medias. We are shh Dirty Books on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is sh with three H's.
1: And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. You guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe. That would be amazing. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Zayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later.
0: Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Salette. Be sure to tune into to the next episode. With some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.